welcome to Side Character Quest, a fantasy adventure podcast where we follow every character except for the main character. I'm your side character guest, Mallory, and joining me is your host... Hey, Ty, how's it been going? That's cool. Did you have a good Halloween? I lost it. Okay, sorry. I was trying to keep it going normally, but I couldn't. I couldn't think of anything else to ask about besides Halloween. Oh, that's okay. Um, hey, everybody. Uh, yeah, this is Ty, um, and this is Mallory, and we're going to be do- telling you a little story, and it's going to be fun, and you're going to enjoy it. Um, as uh, as you can tell, uh, we recorded this uh, right around Halloween, um, although this will be coming out uh, closer to Christmas time. Oh, which, yeah, sorry. Oh I gosh. didn't mean to put a time stamp on it. No, it's, it's okay. It's just reminding me how much of the backlog I've burned through uh, and, and how close we are and oh my goodness okay <laughs> all right okay but was that intro okay yeah that was good that was good do we, Don't worry. Do we, was, do we need to fine. do it again was it fine no we're, we're fine okay in the last episode uh, we were introduced to uh, Mallory's character Alton who is a halfling um, guildmaster locksmith uh, he's pretty well respected. Um, he has an apprentice named Danny, uh, Daniel, um, and he was uh, just sort of, you know, hanging out at a, a gala for different guildmasters and um, important important folk. Uh, and uh, he got accosted by uh, by some some threatening folks at the end of it. Um, remind me, uh, hey uh, Mallory, give me a name real quick for something. Um, Something pleasant in nature. Flowers. Flowers. Okay. Um, I don't like the sound of that. Do you want me me to try again? Yeah, yeah, give me a different one. Give me a different one. Um, cats. Cats. Okay. Give me some more context. What am I going for? Uh, I'm trying to think of something that will be like a um that i can combine into making a uh a fun town name for the suburb that you live oh, in oh okay um hills Ooh, uh cat's hill there we go um so cat uh you were accosted um right outside of your home uh on cat's hill um which is right outside of the city of cirque and uh and yeah let's uh let's pick up right uh right there you find yourself um it is super late at night and uh you have been placed in the back of a in the back of a cart a wagon uh, that's being pulled by a couple of horses it's a a closed wagon and sitting on uh, either side of you are these um two dragonborn uh one a green scaled dragonborn that's um tall and uh, wiry and another one that is a white scaled dragonborn um and she is a, a little bit shorter uh but they look otherwise fairly similar as you were getting put into the cart you saw the driver was a an older dwarf uh man uh what do you what do you do so we're already in the cart. They just scooped me up and put me in the cart. Yeah, you were put into the wagon not not too yes okay <laughs> yes 
All right. Does somebody want to tell me what's going on here? I don't see any reason why we can't work whatever this is out like civilized people. Um, give me a persuasion check. Oh, that was so good. 21. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Um, I guess I, I should probably have that be a, a, a what's the word? Um, contest. Yeah, contest. Thank you. You're welcome. You know D&D. Yeah, um, you, uh, they, they rolled very well, but you uh, beat them out. 22 versus a 16. The white-scaled dragonborn, um, she looks at you and uh, says, uh, we are taking you to meet our boss. She has a job for you. And uh, the green-scaled dragonborn uh, on your, your other side, um, he fingers the uh, feather that had been in Danny's hat and says, We're, uh, it's a job that I don't think you would want to pass up. Where's my apprentice? Don't worry about your apprentice. He will remain perfectly unharmed as long as you fulfill your end of the bargain. The end of the bargain that uh, you have no real choice but to accept. I'm sure that if we go back to my shop, there is something in there that can offer up much better collateral than a young boy. Mm, I'm listening. Uh, what do you what are you proposing? Uh, what uh, what what treasures do you have? I have a wide assortment of magical items, magical locks. I'm not saying I won't help. I was just saying, surely we can not hold a boy hostage. Uh, he scratches his head, uh, or sort of scratches his brow with the uh, with the feather, the tip of the feather, and um, leans to the side. You know, makes like sort of a huh face. Uh, what uh, what do you think, Iver? Uh, do you do you think the boss will uh, will accept this deal, or do you think she prefers to keep things the uh, old-fashioned way? I do not know. Um, let's let her decide. I would not want to uh, make this sort of decision without consulting uh, consulting her. Uh, so you're, unless you are going to try something else, um, they're just going to keep on going. Well, can we at least go so I can grab my stuff? Hang on, let's say um, I'm not going to be any use to this mission without at least my locksmith's kit, which I don't have with me. Can I go grab some supplies from my place before we go out on whatever is about to happen? Uh, do you have this? Is I do. The deal. You do. Okay. Yeah, so this is sure, a, this do. is a, okay. This is a lie. Uh, give me a deception check. Once again. Uh, give me a very good deception uh, check. It's only 17. It could be better. You're up against a non natural 20. Ah. Uh, uh, well, I have my locksmithing kit, but I don't have like. All of my like thieves tools and stuff. That's true, but that's not what but, you said. Yeah, uh, I used the wrong semantics. Um. So when when you say that, uh, his eyes look towards the pack that you have on your on your lap now. Uh, it had been on your back. Um, was it a pack? I think you just had like a small bag. It was a small bag. We decided because I, I that was the reason why I didn't bring mm. as much stuff as I probably could have. It was just a small bag. Okay. He looks at that and 
very quickly like goes to snatch it out of your hands out of the lap and uh opens it up and sees the lock pick um kit on the inside and he's like a fairly tempt but uh i've been in this game for a while i think i can recognize a locks a lock picking kit i mean that's just some basic tools i've got a lot more than that but if you insist, I'll just be at a handicap, whatever I need to open up. Yeah. After a while, you've been uh, you've been writing for a little while. And uh, just based on the direction that you've gone and the fact that uh, all of a sudden the bumps in the road get a little bit smoother, um, you can tell that you are entering uh, the city of Cirque, which is right next to Cats Hill. And you don't know exactly where you're going uh, because the windows are covered to this this wagon and also it's night. So there's not a lot of noise to go by. They keep making turns uh, this way and that um, so as to prevent you from being able to figure out which direction you're going. They pull up to uh, a building and stop. And at that uh, point, Iver, the uh, dragonborn with white scales, um, she passes you a black hood. Uh, Put it on, please. All right, I put it on. Have I been to this city before? Yeah, yeah, you've okay. been to Cirque before. Um, so you live in Cats Hill, which is a suburb of Cirque. And uh, Cirque is like a massive city, and it's probably where you do a lot of your, your business. Okay. Um, so Cats Hill is more of a, a calm, pleasant place to do, like to, to have a workshop where you can like own some space. Um, but Cirque is where, like, you know, it's where merchants live, it's where business happens, it's lot of cultural things um where boy snatchers live yes (laughs) um although although it's not super criminal as far as you're aware okay um but yeah i put the hood on huh i said yeah i put the hood on cool um so you guys uh get pulled out of the the cart Uh, one of the dragonborn you can't tell which uh helps lower you down um, because it's it's quite a big drop um, for your size. This is definitely a cart built for uh, not built for halflings, built for dwarves or dragonborn humans, maybe. And you hear the thud as uh, the door from the front of the cart gets down and uh, whispers to some of the dragonborn, then gets back on and uh, pulls the cart away. You then get um, have a hand placed on either shoulder and you get roughly pushed along into a building. Could I hear what was being whispered about? Uh, roll me a perception check. Sorry, that took way too long to do. 22. 20. Oh, nice. My okay. perception is very good. Um, so I, I wasn't, uh, I was planning to only give you the ability to recognize that voice if you heard it again, the dwarf's voice. Um, but with a 22, I should be able to tell you what what would they have been saying exactly in that moment? It's it's nothing. It's nothing huge. It's it's basically just uh, they were you know asking for you know should I should I wait here should I uh, pull around? Um, so uh, okay. they didn't give you anything particularly useful, uh, but you will recognize that that voice if you hear it again. Cool. Um, so you uh, you and the um, two dragonborn on your side um, walk you through. Uh, this building there you go up some stairs down some stairs through some uh, doors uh, you can tell that the floor is you know made of wood you can um, 
every once in a while you see uh, light peeking in through the threads in your hood. But but overall, the, the, you don't get a lot of information um, until finally you go down some stairs and uh, the, the floor beneath you turns from um, wood to stone. Uh, you get sort of uh, pushed, not not too hard, but like fairly firmly, firmly, but not forcefully, if that makes sense. Um, into uh, an empty space. Then you hear a door, a metal door, slam behind you. You find yourself in the the dark. Uh, you can take off your hood now. Uh, you'll be here for a while, so uh, make yourself at home. But uh, not too long, I promise. Okay. I take off the hood. Okay. What do I um, see? Uh, roll me a perception check. I'm having you do a lot of rolls today. I know. This is like the most I ever do. And so far it's been okay. That one's not the best. It's only a 15. Okay. That's that's good enough. There's not tons to see. Um, you find yourself in a... Uh, it looks like you're in a basement room of some sort. Um, there's, you know, stone floors, um, you know, uh, fairly dirty. You can see a wooden bench uh, to your side. You can see a small writing desk um, with uh, what appears to be some uh, bread, some olive oil, uh, a brand that you actually recognize as being a pretty nice brand. There's a small bottle of of wine and a bottle of water. And. And sure, also uh, also a um, chicken breast. Yeah. However, that that's in stark contrast to uh, what you see. Um, in front of you, which is just metal bars uh, and a metal door, um, because you are definitely in some sort of cell. Did they take away my stuff? Your your stuff? Like my bag, sorry. Yes. Uh, so they took away your... As they were pushing you into the, the chamber, um, they took away your bag. And my question is... Uh, was there anything that you had been carrying that you wouldn't have been carrying in your bag? I imagine I would keep I'm trying to remember how big we decided the bitey box was. Cause I imagine that would be something that I would keep pretty close. But if it's not big enough to fit in a pocket, then that's fair. And it's also in the bag. Um, yeah, so the bitey box uh, was. I would say probably like. Uh, hey, listeners, I'm putting up my my hands in a uh, in a motion that's like half the size of a shoebox. So um, probably not pocket size, not pocket sized. It would probably <laughs> fill up most of your bag. Um, were you actually carrying that with you before? I forget. Yeah. OK, I forgot, too. I want to say that's probably what I used to put the what I my my spoils in. Mm. But was it? Oh, God. Let me let me double check to to see if I I listed out all the stuff you have. Um, so let me check real quick to see if if you actually had that. Okay, I've got the list. It just it was a. I imagine because I kept the replica in the box before I switched it. I think, but I imagine that I wouldn't keep anything outside of my bag except for maybe like a dagger in my pocket. Okay, but. That seems a little extreme for a party, so we can just say that there was probably everything in my bag. That's fair. Okay. Um, so the bitey box, 
uh, I, the way I sort of envision this, and I, I think we this is how we talked about it in the last episode, but I, I could be wrong. It was big enough that you could potentially throw it in a satchel or a backpack without, or sorry, small enough that you could throw it into a backpack or a satchel without it being a big deal. But it was big enough that it wasn't the sort of thing that you would just casually carry around. And it mostly was what you kept. You kept it at your house so that you had somewhere safe and that you knew you could put things and leave them safely. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Let's go with that. I did not bring Bitey Box. If I actually did, sorry, we can retcon that real quick. I did not bring Bitey Box. I just brought lock picking stuff and Mm -hmm. some daggers and then the replica thing, the replica skull. Yeah, let's go with that. And it's all in the bag, the satchel. Nice. That took six minutes. You did uh, You did eventually swap out the um, replica uh, skull with the real, like, magical one from that guy. Um, and you said that the only thing that you would have kept in your pocket was, the, uh, was one of the daggers, and that was it? Yeah, let's go with that. That sounds okay. fair. So I'm going to have you roll a sleight of hand check to see if you were able to hide the dagger uh, without, you know, in such a way that they didn't find it when they were, like, checking you before throwing you in the cell. Okay. My sleight of hand was so good, but that's only a 13. They rolled a uh, a 20 investigation check. Cool. Natural 20. Just um, take it all. Everybody's doing good rolls right take now. Take it all. The only, like, the one thing I have double proficiency in... Was my mm-hmm. worst roll. So yeah, uh, they take uh, they take everything and they um, leave you behind in the cell. Do you say anything to them before they leave you in the cell? Is there anybody else in the room or in the surroundings that I can see? Uh, no. Uh, as far as you can see, there is nobody else in the room. Um, there, you can see at least one other cell uh, across from you, um, and there's there's some space down the hall that looks like there might be more. But it's not super well lit, so it's kind of hard to tell. Okay. Well, before they leave, and as they're, I guess, as they're they're leaving, I want to, as casually as possible, just go sit down and start eating. Like, this is super normal. Nice. Not even a little bit intimidated. Nice. Do you drink any of the alcohol? No. No? Okay. I just start digging into that chicken and bread. That sounded very ominous of me, but I, I was more looking to see like how relaxed you you were trying to be. No, I'm um, trying to keep my keep my wits about me. I'm just a halfling. I imagine I should steer clear of the alcohol if I'm about okay. to have to deal with ne'er do wells. That's fair. So, uh, so you eat your food, um, and and there's it's conspicuously absent of uh, utensils. Um, you notice pretty quickly, uh, presumably because they don't want you stabbing them with a fork or something fashioning a shiv out of a out of a spoon and uh it's actually it's pretty good food um it's pretty good the water is fresh the chicken breast is good the bread is good um everything everything's pretty nice but you just end up uh waiting for maybe 30 minutes in the dark and uh until at some point maybe 10 15 minutes later um you hear some shuffling and down the stairs comes a um a man, a dwarven man, he says to you, You're gonna be down here until the morning, so I recommend you just go to sleep for now. Uh, and then he shuffles away, unless you say something to him. Do I recognize it as the voice from earlier? 
you do indeed recognize it as the voice of the driver from earlier. Hey, wait. Uh, yes. Why? Why is it taking so long? They said it was just going to be a little while. Well, it turns out it took a little bit longer than we thought, and uh, the boss had already gone to sleep. So, you know, you can't go waking up the boss. Can I at least have some bedding? Uh, he looks looks at you and has like a very uh, he steps a little bit into the light to look towards your um, your cot, the wooden cot. Uh, and you can recognize look at his face. He's um, pretty well, you know, well bearded as dwarves are, although his upper lip is shaved and he has a, um, a cleft palate, a, a uh, split in his um, upper lip. He's dressed pretty cleanly pretty nicely and uh he looks at you and says uh well i don't want you to catch your death down here uh i guess i'll have to get you get you something uh just wait a moment please i'll be right back and uh he he shuffles away to go grab some blankets sweet comes back maybe like 10 minutes later um tosses some blankets into the uh, into your cell uh through the bars uh, and leaves you down there Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good night. As good as it can be, I suppose. Cool. So, Ty, question for you. Does that chicken have bones? <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, what type of bones are in a chicken breast? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking this up. I mean, I don't not know. Super, I'm not super knowledgeable on chicken breast. Bones in a chicken... This is not a, a Google search I was expecting to to do today. Uh, like to keep you on your toes. Bones in a chicken breast. Bone. Okay, I, I clearly there's bones in a chicken. How to debone a chicken breast? So I'll be able so to see the bone. Cool. There's bones that is in the chicken breast. One second. Allrecipes.com for for all your shanking needs. <laughs> Oh, I'm not trying to hurt somebody. I'm trying to pick a lock. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Okay, there we go. Okay, there are ribs. Sound like good lock picking size bones. Okay, so so there's definitely ribs. Um, so so yeah, there there are there are bones. Can I okay. try to pick the lock? <laughs> I mean, I tried to not give you anything, but look at this. You gave All me right. a choice. Um, so, uh, like I've said before, uh, when you have your kit, when you have your locksmith kit or your lock picking kit and you're lo- uh, picking a normal lock, I'm never going to like have you che- do any sort of check to see if you're able to to pick a, a normal lock because that's your job. You're just good at that. Yeah. But in this case, since uh, you're using something that's not not your kit, I'm going to have you have you actually roll. All right. Using something that is not ideal. I do have a lot of time though yeah that's true i i'm basically concerned about you accidentally broke breaking the bones and making okay. them not feasible that's fair so that's a what kind of check is that is that just a to use like is that just a huh okay i'm gonna look this up real quick because i feel like this is probably gonna come up again at some point yeah i can't remember i'm not used to being a rogue okay um it is a dexterity check with proficiency. Okay, but I mean, if you want to take that away, I could understand that I'm not proficient in chicken bones. That's your call. Okay. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll take that away. Okay, I'm trying to be fair. This is a little ridiculous, but... Yeah, because you're you're proficient in lockpicking, like, using the lockpicking tools. You're not proficient in lockpicking with ribs. I wouldn't let a normal person do this. Cool. I'd set the DC, like, super high. I'm still setting the DC relatively high. 18? Dang it! Well, I set it to 15. Oh. Um, at what point do you think you would be trying this? I imagine I would wait because I wouldn't trust that they really just wanted me to go to sleep. So I imagine I would wait probably like an hour. And if it was still just all quiet, then I'd try. OK, it's probably uh, at this point about five o'clock in the morning, uh, just to give you a, an idea. Um, although you can't really see that, that's just sort of what you're guessing. You take those bones, you've spent the last hour or so just sort of like gnawing at the meal, slowly getting them meticulously clean, eyeing the door every once in a while, like, are they going to come? Until finally, uh, finally you go and you're like, okay, now's the time. You slip over to the door, um, reach your hands around through the bars and start like picking at it with the ribs. It takes you some doing, you break a couple in the process, but uh, then it pops open and the door uh, slides open. Do you do you do anything with a cell after you leave? Do you take any of the stuff with you? Not at the moment. I'm not trying to leave this area. I just kind of want to look around and see like if there's it like because I imagine not only would it be incredibly difficult for me to escape this place, but they also have my boy, my son. They have your boy. Like, <laughs> I can't just leave without him. So I'm just looking around to see if maybe he's here in another cell or what else is around. Like, if there's any kind of thing I can grab and hide to have on me that I might be able to use. Yeah. As like, I would say as a weapon, but I'm not a fighter. What's, what, what's in here? Uh, give me a... I don't know if this would be... I guess this would be an investigation check because you're trying to find any sign of that that Danny had been here at some point, right? Okay. Um, so give me an investigation. That's a nat 20. Shit. So, uh, yeah, you uh, start looking around, um, and the cell that's right across from you, uh, you can see it's, it's sort of bathed in shadow um, because the, the lamp above it is uh, not lit. But stepping closer, you can look inside and see that there is a similar setup that there was on your cell uh, where there is a table. There is, you know, a cot and all those things. And you can see the remains of a meal that is um, similar to uh, what was left out for you. Um, you do notice, though, that uh, the bread is rye bread and it is completely untouched. And, you know, that's just like Danny. Danny cannot cannot handle rye. He just does not. Oh, boy. Not a fan. Uh, so you're fairly certain that that he had been held here at some point. But he's no longer here. But no longer here. Oh, Danny. I'm so worried oh, about this Danny character. Boy. I just I just met and brought into my heart. All right. Is there anything else in here besides just the cells? Not really. There's there's a uh, chair uh, near the, the door that leads up the stairs. Um, but other than that, uh, there's just the cell you're in, um, cell across from it, and then two cells down the hall a little bit. Okay. Um, also empty, I should say. Cool. Hmm. How 
far do I want to take this gamble? I know. Would I have a decent idea of about what time it is, even though it's dark down here, just from the amount of time that's passed? Uh, you would have a good idea that it is somewhere between like five and I, I would say that because this has been a, a crazy night, probably some you'd probably have a, a vague idea of somewhere between five and like eight. OK, so probably getting pretty close to morning. Yeah, like sunlight is either is either here or not far off. OK, I hmm. If only you had windows. I know. I go back in my cell and put like the bones over where the food is to make it just look normal that like as if I had just been eating them. And then I just take my blanket and go sit in the chair outside the cell and just like lean my head up against the wall and just act like I've just been sleeping out here. Bold. (laughs) All right. And, And you don't you don't try to leave or anything? I don't think I do. I feel like, gosh, this this episode can go two very different ways. I'm trying to think of what my character would do. Because I imagine if it was just me that I was thinking about, I would probably just try to escape. Mm-hmm. But just knowing that I have no idea where I am, what kind of building I am, how big it is, and like where Danny could possibly be... Also knowing that it's almost morning. Yeah, I think I'm just going to wait down here, but I'm going to be ballsy about it. All right. Going to seem seem cool in my chair, just just asleep, not trying to escape, but not also not going to stay in a cell. Nice. OK. Um, and so are you trying to stay up through the night? Yeah, at this point. OK, I probably maybe rest my eyes a little bit, but uh, what's your what's your constitution? I'm just going to like do a like a passive constitution check. 13. So plus 13. one. Uh, so plus one. I, I'm i going to say that you, you doze in and out a few times, but like more or less like manage to stay awake. OK. And uh, eventually uh, you hear some uh, feet padding down the stairs. And I, do you just like pretend to be asleep? Yes. Yeah. And at the bottom of the stairs, sort of very, very lightly uh, plops down. Uh, you, you hear just sort of a whistle. Very impressive, uh, friend. This is why we have. Uh, this is why we have decided to contact you. Uh, very good job. Just still, still pretending to be asleep. No, I was trying to think of something clever to say, and I couldn't. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah, I just sit up and say. Oh God. I see the uh, the, the night has not been kind to you. No, it's pretty hard to sleep down here. Hmm. Understandable. Uh, well, would you care to get some exercise? Uh, ready to go? Sure. All right, my friend. At this point, you notice that he's holding in his hand uh, a pair of of manacles. Uh, but then he looks at them, looks at the uh, unlocked door uh, to your cell, and looks at you and says. I do not think we will be needing these. No, that really won't be necessary. Come on, friend. Uh, and he uh, places his hand firmly on your shoulder, but sort of in a, a perfunctory, like like he kind of has to way. But uh, but not like he really expects you to try anything. 
and uh, and he walks you up the stairs. As you you go up the stairs, um, these stone stairs. Uh, oh, I, I guess he doesn't put the hood on your head because I didn't say that he did. Nice. Um, See, this is this is what I'm trying to do. I'm just slowly trying to charm these these thieves into <laughs> being like, you know what? He's all right. Nice. So he uh, he walks you up the stairs and takes you um, through this hallway. Uh, you start to see a little bit of uh, a little bit of morning light peeking in through some windows as you uh, walk by various uh, open doorways and realize this is a, a mostly this appears to be a mostly abandoned building. You recognize the construction as being uh, very similar to to other buildings that you've seen in Cirque. He, uh, he eventually starts leading you up the uh, stairs. You go up maybe mm, four or five stories, uh, marking this as a as one of the, you know, sort of m- at least mid-sized buildings in Cirque. And eventually you get to you get to a room where you can see a light uh, on the inside uh, and you can see Iver, the uh, white scale dragonborn, um, sitting on a chair next to that door. Uh, why is he not? Uh, why is he not handcuffed? I do not think it will prove to be necessary. Uh, he had his chance to run last night and he did not take it. You slowly get pushed uh, down the hallway towards that that door with the light underneath. All righty. At the door, the green scale dragonborn, uh, he sort of lets go of your shoulder and says to you, uh, now is the time for you to go inside, make your bargain and uh, continue on, OK? Go on ahead. What was his name again? Uh, his name, I think you heard it. Um, his name was uh, Not. Not. K-N-O-T. OK, thanks, Not. Uh, you're, you're welcome, sir. Uh, do you go through the door? Yeah, I can't think of anything else to do. <laughs> that's the that's the situation they've tried to paint you into. Yeah. So you uh, you open the door up and inside you see a pretty lavishly uh, un- unlike the rest of the building, which looked almost abandoned. Most of the rooms like you saw various signs of that people had been there, but but there weren't furnishings. There weren't um, there weren't people walking around. There weren't footprints. There weren't anything. Uh, but this room is lavishly carpeted. Uh, there's plush uh, pillows on various um, couches that are around this this large space, large apartment-like space. There's a couple of desks. There's uh, shelves covered with lots of different knickknacks. Uh, the sort of thing that uh, sort of things that you would really have liked to have stolen in another moment. Um, you see uh, books, scrolls, and uh, a sitting. Behind one of the desks, um, looking through, pouring through a open tome, uh, you see a, a woman, a dwarf woman um, with dark brown hair, long sideburns, and functional but like still nice uh, clothes, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like very um, well-made, hearty clothes. And she is just like not really paying attention to you. Uh, you hear the door close behind you, uh, and you are fairly certain that those two are just kind of standing there waiting for whatever is going to happen to happen. Um, I shall also note there are no windows in this room that you can see. Okay. Um, good morning. I'd really like to know where my apprentice is. Uh, one moment. I'm, I'm busy. 
and you see her just like scratching scratching away with a quill on a uh, on a sheet of paper next to this opened home. I wait a, except, an acceptable amount of time before just saying, this is all very unnecessary. If you needed my help, you probably could have just asked. I love stealing things. What's going on? She uh, sighs, um, puts down her quill, Holds her hands in front of her and uh, looks up at you. Can I call you Alton? Or sure. Or per- perhaps uh, Guildmaster Locksmith? What would you prefer? Just Alton is fine. How long have you lived in this city, Alton? I forgot how old I was. Uh- <laughs> 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 okay, sorry. Bringing that back real quick. My whole life. Nice. You know, Alton, this is one of the oldest cities in the world, tied only with Mount Renna. That's my hometown, actually. But Cirque, the city below the circle, how strange that name is. It's more of a geography lesson than a true title, just pointing out that smooth circular wall at the top of the city. The only wall like it, excluding the one that it's at the edge of the world. All these towns around here. Cats Hill, where you're from. There's just hangers on. Not really that important. But there is one spot that's always interested me. It's always intrigued me. It's the Congress Monastery. It's right, right over, uh, right over Cirque. Nestled between it and that curious wall. Now, it's my understanding, Alton, that you did some work for them several years ago. And she pulls out a, uh, a box that you recognize. Uh, you recognize it as your handiwork. I'd like you to roll a um, quick history check. Hmm. That's a six. i don't Um, remember a box i made very well nice uh yeah you you recognize that it's a box that you made just from context of what she said but you do not remember this box at all now this is a this box right here it's also something that you worked on once and for the life of me i have not been able to get it open Neither is Wark, neither is anybody on my, my team. And uh, you notice at this point that there's like various arcane symbols that have been scrawled on with chalk around the, um, the keyhole. Uh, and you also recognize, uh, well, I don't think you would recognize this, but um, just from your, your basic knowledge of that little hammer that you have that uh, you use to imbue things in a lock proof against magic thing um you recognize that this those would not have worked nothing you know no no sort of magic that can undo a lock that you have fused that way which is why you you only do that for the highest bidders um and and so a lot of people don't even know most people don't even know that you have the ability to uh magic proof locks i have a question for you ty yes when i like 
lock these things in this way for people with my hammer. Did are they given a way to open it? They're giving a key. Okay, they're giving yeah, a key. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Cool. Um, it, it basically means that. Uh, so there's there's a certain spell. I don't remember what the spell is called. That um, th- there's a certain spell that people use. Th- ah, there is a spell that wizards have that can unlock locks in D and D. That's just a, a thing in D and D. Your little like w- when you enchant something with this little tool hammer, um, it prevents that from working. And it also prevents uh, dispel magic and similar things from removing your ch- the charm. Okay, cool. Um, so it prevents both of those things from happening. Um, so there's just like the only way somebody can get into that is by being by having the actual key uh, or by being a like super, super master lockpick, because like the only time you will ever apply this charm to something is when it's something that you know somebody can't physically unlock. Like somebody would have to be so good, so good to get into it. You can barely uh, pick them. So she uh, she holds that box up um, and just sort of looks at it. She says, "Uh, I think I did. I already describe what the what did I say with for her already? I think she just said, I think we stopped with her saying, like, for the life of me, I can't figure out how to open it. Oh, yes. For the life of me, I have not been able to figure out how to open this thing. And knowing that I want to know what the monastery possibly has that's worth protecting in this same way. And I'm going to need you to find that out for me. And I think we're going to stop here with this episode. Uh, okay. Man, how great would it be if I was like, oh, it's it's at my place. I already stole it. <laughs> <laughs> before, I uh, locked, before I locked that box, I just stole what they wanted to put inside. No, 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 no. Yeah, so this, um, just just so you know, uh, the lock uh, at the monastery is for, that you built, which you would... Alton would remember this at least. When you worked for the did the thing for the monastery, uh, you were adding a lock to a door, uh, so it was not something that you could like steal. Okay. So yeah, uh, that's where we're stopping right now. God, these cliffhangers! These cliffhangers. You're killing uh, you're me. You're not gonna have to wait as long though, because I think we're gonna. Do we have time to record another episode? Yeah, no, I'm down. I was just trying to keep the mystery alive for the listeners in case you concluded this in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was trying to just like keep the magic alive. I'm sorry, I can't keep the magic alive. We're looking I'm... behind the curtains now. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna keep recording. There is no cliffhanger. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Um, so yeah, uh, this has been fun. This has been great. Uh, how do we? How do we want to sign off? Um. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Side Character Quest. I hope you're enjoying this story arc. I am. It's been fun. Thanks, Ty. I love yeah. D&D. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. 
This is going to get cut and put in the bloopers. A little aggressive? Yep. Yep, that's me. That's what everyone, <laughs> how everyone talks about Ty. They're like, oh man, real aggressive, real aggro, uh, Great barely contained monster. Are you, are you ready for this? You ready for this? You excited? You pumped? You ready? You energetic? I am some of those things. <laughs> uh, wait, cut that. Ty? This is a note to me. Cut that line. Uh, and eventually um, he leads you to a, a fairly nice uh, staircase, like a, in a big open room staircase that's leading up. That doesn't make any sense. So if you guys have any questions for us, send them in now. Uh, and if it turns out that I have already done side character questions episode before this episode comes out, then I'll cut out this part. Reminder, <laughs> Ty, cut out this part if it's no longer relevant. Um, and don't say it during the next episode because it's not needed. <laughs>